Welcome to the Towing Life Podcast, where these two handsome tow truck operators sit down and discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly as we see it. I am Towman G. And I am Plain Guy. And this is our show. All right, let's get right into it. We have the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to get started, G, with some good. What good do you have for us this week? So last week, yeah, last week, I guess now, I uh, had an unlock at uh, the one golf course in town. So I got there. I bypassed another call to get to her first just because it was an unlock and I knew she wasn't at home. And I get there and I get into her car and as I'm getting into it, I was like, you got some really good door seals. And she was like, yeah, the car's been in an accident a couple of times and the whole thing's twisted. I was like, that's why it's such a pain in the rear end to get in. <laughs> Man, though, was it the newer Volkswagens, like 16, 17? Yeah. Yeah, those where, Jettas, man. Yeah, recess Jettas doors. Are tight. So I pop it open and she's like, Oh my god, thank you so much. I could almost hug you right now. I was like, Yeah, that's all right. And I was like, So where are the keys? And she was like, I think I left them on the lip of the trunk. I was like, Oh, oh no. She's like, Why? I was like, Well, she goes for the unlock button. I was like, that's not gonna work because I just broke into your car. The alarm's not going off. Right. So I get the back door open and we're trying to get the back seats folded down. She's like, I swear I did this before. I was like, I'll tell you what, I don't know how to do it. I've ran into this problem before. Let me go Google it for you. So I jump back into the truck and there's this guy on YouTube. I think it's Toman127 or something. He puts out all these great videos. I'll have to link uh, his YouTube channel down below. And uh, he had a video on it. And beside the uh, back driver's side headrest in the back seat, there's a little slot where you can get like a screwdriver or a coat hanger in and you can flick the actual latch for the rear seat uh, inside. Huh. You normally got to go through the trunk. I yeah. got the back seat down. I reached in and I grabbed her keys and I was like, here you go. And she's like, you got in. You Googled that for me. I'm going to give you a hug now. And she gives me a big hug. I was like, no, don't worry. Like, it's fine. I'm just... That's what we're here for. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. That's great service. No tip, but she, <laughs> she made me feel good about myself. So that's the tip in, in on itself. There, there, There's the catch. It's always funny how you do that. I don't know about you, but I've ran into that before where you, you go above and beyond for a member. Things that you don't have to do or a customer or whatever it is. Things you don't have to do. Carry their and groceries then, from the car to their door and just... Yeah. And, and I've always been a big believer. I don't work on tips, but they're appreciated. Yeah. I always feel bad, though, where you get that, that customer where you're a little kind of grouchy. You're a little crusty. You've had a long day. You don't maybe give them your best customer service. And they're the ones that always hand you a tip. Yeah, and you the feel ones like a piece of 20 shit. or even a 50. And you're like, wow, no, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a couple of those and it sucks. Yeah, you just you you feel terrible for it. Um, actually, that's awesome with the YouTube and looking up the guys. That brings me to some of the good that I had, and is the availability of um like free resources for towers out there. I don't know about you. I run uh toe spec. We are in no way sponsored by toe spec. If you guys want to get on board, we're all for it. Mm -hmm. um toe spec is a great it's a free app you can google it toe spec and it'll give you approximate weights of vehicles it'll give you uh recommended towing methods 
um, if they're offered in an all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, tow hook locations, jack locations, tie-down locations. So pretty um, much what you're saying is that book that our certain roadside service gives us that no one uses, this yeah. is the electronic version that you have on your cellular device. Pretty much. It doesn't give you unlock stuff. Okay. Um, that's the only thing it's probably missing, but I mean, you know, you're wondering about that, you know, Prius that's, uh, you know, with the hybrid system, can you tow it with the back wheels on the ground, different stuff. It's not meant, you know, it's never going to cover you in a liability and a lawsuit if you did something that they said, but at the same time, it gives you a general idea. Um, that's one I use regularly. I remember I had one not long ago. It was a, uh, a smart four, two or is that what they call them? Smart four twos. Yeah. I think it's 42 or something. And, uh, it said electric. And I went, I don't know. They made an electric smart car. <laughs> and sure enough, punched it in tow spec. And there it was electric four, two, no problem. Tow it from the rear chat. Watch for orange cables, right? That's your yeah. normally your high voltage side. Um, yeah. Like re resources like that for guys that are available for new guys, for experienced guys. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, guys. Come on. We all know, you know, no matter how long you've been doing it, you, you could always use, you know, more resources. We'll always uh, break stuff. That's just how it is. <laughs> What's that line I always said, right? I think I taught you that day one. Yeah. You know, if, if uh, every tow truck operator out there, guys, has broken something at one point, if you have not, you're full of shit or you haven't been doing it long enough. <laughs> and I stand by that. I stand by that. I thought uh, it was uh, a good tow truck driver is a lazy tow truck driver. Absolutely, man. Work smart, work hard. Or work smart, not hard. Yeah. There you go. Don't do both of them. We can't do both of those. If we start working smart and hard, we're going to have an aneurysm. Oh, I might lose <laughs> some <moves then. laughs> uh, Same thing with the shift interlock release is another. It's a group on Facebook, guys. I believe there's a paid app as well. It has, you know, you, you go to this page. There's a little search bar in the top. You type in the vehicle you're looking for. It will give you amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I ran into, I think I told you the story of the uh, Cadillac XLR. Yep. 2008. I don't know, guys. Like, it, I could be completely wrong here. Um, anyways, it wouldn't recognize the key fob. And it was in 90 degrees into a carport. You're not getting access to the, you know, you could dolly it. You could pull it out. It's going to be a bitch of a job right they sit that high off the ground already yep. uh like no one wants to do this job so get looking on the shift interlock release group and what do i find there's a spot in the in the glove box to put the key fob in and the car will start even if it doesn't recognize the key fob it must be kind of like the old trick of touching the button touching the start button with the remote if you've got a low battery you're supposed to get it going i would have been in for so much work to get that cadillac out of that carport and it was for a roadside and i'll be the first guy to admit it the job wasn't worth the work yeah. but you know the pride behind you that says i'm not leaving without this car yeah yeah that doesn't go well for me um so yeah you know without that shift interlock group on facebook without the app that they have out there i would have just been so much more work for it so Doubling back, to me that is the good the guy who i talked about it is Toman 127 that's all he posts is how to get an f uh f-150 2021 ford into neutral how to get a 2019 volvo xc90 into neutral and he goes through and he actually shows you videos of these on cars he's dealing with on his day-to-day -day basis right so 
I, with that Volkswagen, I typed that into Google and that was the first thing that came up. Now I see guys post that on their towing pages. So now they're sitting at their phone, refreshing Facebook, waiting for yeah. someone to get back to them. Well, the person with the information that you may need is working and you might not see <laughs> that post for another couple of hours. So to have uh, what uh, plain guy was just talking about, or even uh Toman one, two, seven on YouTube, just having a couple of those wrenches in your toolbox can go a long way when you get into that jam of not knowing exactly what to do, knowing that there is different tools out there for you and different things to access that can go a long way and make a driver into an operator. Absolutely. Guys, we have the resources. We have the technology, <laughs> right? We, built we still it. got we the should come. <sighs> exactly. We, uh, you know, we've got some old school guys that'll take a little while to get around to, you know what I mean? But even some of them are starting to, to come around to it and finding the, um, you know, all those extra resources. Hey, some of the oldest towers in the industry are some of the best towers, first of all. And a lot of those guys are also big believers. If you've been around that long that, you know, it's all about finding new ways. And sometimes that new way is on your phone. So that my friend is the good for this week. Good. Now for the bad, the bad, oh, <laughs> oh, the, bad. the juicy stuff here, boys. I wanted to make sure that we did the good first, because if not, it is going to sound like we are just shitting all over the towing industry. Yeah, um, we'll give him a couple of steps up before we knock him down a flight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on. I'm going to start with the bad. Okay. I'm going to start in the bad. And this is an honest question going out to anyone that is watching, that is listening. Guys, I want your opinion on this in the comment section as well. When is it okay to reject a roadside because of risk? Meaning we all have a certain pride about us, a certain, you know, I, I'm one, I never want to leave a car behind. I always want to make sure it comes with me. But there is times where, especially roadsides, guys, we know that the roadsides, and we won't name any specifically three letters, that they, you know, the work that you got to put in for what it's worth and the risk associated with that, whether it be a super low car whether it be a bunch of things, when is it worth it to just walk away, right? We get criticized if, you know, by, by other drivers, and I'll be a first to admit that I've criticized other drivers before for not getting a job done. But at what point do we go, you know what? The risk isn't worth it, especially for some of these roadsides. Gee, I kind of want your opinion on that one. I've seen some videos of some guys trying to tow McLarens to the point where they use soft straps and they get like, 30 meters of ramp set up and they put cloths on top of their soft straps to try to avoid any damage and where they have to crawl underneath the car and take pictures of the little plastic clip that you're going to touch regardless if they go over a speed bump that's getting ripped off but that piece right there costs 10 grand to replace on this silly mclaren how are we liable for something like that and I was actually having a conversation with one of my coworkers about this the other day. I've told people that I've changed their tires on their Porsches before. I was like, depending on where you go, you could get some guy who's been doing this a week. He makes 12 to $15 to change your tire on a car that he wouldn't be able to pay for in three years. Right? So you really got to watch out. And that's another reason why tips are always appreciated because it actually makes the good tow truck drivers stick around, make it so it's not just all pride in what we do. But 
doubling back onto what you said, when it's okay to refuse a call, if you've got to jack the car up in all four corners and make sure you're on four separate jack points to be able to get a set of dolly bars underneath, which is two and a half, three inches, right? If the car is worth more than two tow trucks, like you're, especially for a roadside, we, the company's making maybe $80 for the tow. I, I don't, I just can't see it. Right. There is a lot of risk. Like it's not even just for you. If someone rents you that car, most of these new cars are all plastic. Where do you put your magnetic tow lights? Right. So yeah. I've actually, rented, that's funny that you say that the tow lights, I've found a lot of tricks that we were starting to see out because that's becoming more and more common with aluminum bodies, right? The whole Ford truck pickup truck now is all aluminum. Yep. They got a stainless steel bumper normally or stainless steel chrome bumper. Uh, <laughs> I want to see a stainless steel bumper on an F-150, but they've got the chrome bumpers. I'm seeing a lot of guys that are coming out. I've seen uh Tomate sells the suction cups. I haven't tried them. Yep. We had made an adapter, if you remember right, that went in the hitch. And all it was was a hitch tube that went in with a slightly angled flat stock. You could put your tow light on. Uh, guys still running the wired lights. You can put them on the chrome bumper. Um, but in the back windows, I've seen that a lot more, right? I don't know if you've done it. Well, I did it with a tow bar back when on a, on a Canada Post one. Yep. When I had the tow mate wireless bar, you put it in the window. Um, I mean, it's not so much the, like I said, the getting in an accident with that car on the back, although, you know, that's what we have insurance for and that's what companies carry insurance, but it's, you know, when do we tell the roadsides? And I, and I think it's gotta be a general consensus, right? The problem is there's too many proud guys like me that'll just go do it on. I'm not towing this McLaren through CAA and nobody is towing this McLaren under CAA. We've already allowed. I can't believe I said that the roadside, but um, any, any roadside, I don't care. It's not specifically them. It's all of them, but you know, I'm, if we're not doing it and nobody is doing it for those rates, they have to come up and what rate is acceptable for that kind of risk? Well, there's, there's formulas that we can take to figure that out, but it, it takes a unison. And one thing, you know, reason why this is in the bad is that we don't have enough unison across the industry to be able to pull that off. Yeah. Right. We, we, we definitely don't. That is another point that it comes to the, you know, we're so worried about giving away our secrets guys. We're all doing the same damn thing. What secret are you giving away? We all tow cars. Oh, I don't want to give them my rate because then they're going to undercut me. I hold my different orientation than you do. That's my secret. Yeah. yeah, like they're going to undercut you regardless. They're probably just going to do it by more if they don't know your rates. <laughs> we had a guy, uh, someone posted on Facebook wanting to get a car towed or a pickup truck towed about 30 kilometers. And this guy who hauls freight for a living said, I can do it for 250 bucks. It's like a 20 kilometer tow. Like that's, that's pretty steep. So our yeah. competition in town, which we've been in town, uh, for 43 years, he's been in town for about the same. He was like, that's a little steep, man. Like, th- this isn't quite your realm. Well, it turned into like a 30 comment thread of even my, the owner of the company I work for, uh, it turned into a pissing match. That's all it was. That's what it boiled yeah. down to saying, oh, your rates are too high. You shouldn't be undercutting me or slandering my business, yada, yada, yada. And at the end, the guy who originally posted the price, he was like, well, I got a bigger winch than you anyways. I was like, <laughs> why? Just yeah. why? 
Yeah, guys, we, we all do the same thing. We all do the same thing. There's a rate, you know, and, and you know, we're seeing it now. We're going to get to that when we get more into the ugly. But we're seeing that where the government is stepping in and saying, this is, you know, all right, guys, you, you asked for it. Here's what it is. You ain't going to like it. The four scariest words, <laughs> sorry, not the four scariest words, but the scariest thing you can hear is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. And that is what we did, except we went to the government and said, we need your help. <laughs> and they went, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the price, guys, yes, absolutely. The undercutting and all that has to stop. Everyone's got, you know, it's a perfect example. Everyone's got different overheads. You see company with million dollar trucks. Absolutely. And, and, you know, million dollar properties to maintain. Absolutely. There has to be a rate change, but at the same time, there has to be some sort of unison when it comes to at least minimums, right? We are not doing these calls for, I remember when it was $34, (laughs) $32, you know, 20 kilometer round trip. I mean, you know, included in that. For an all-wheel drive vehicle is around a hundred bucks cash yeah. plus tax on a bill type thing, yeah. right? That's I think I, I don't think we need we need to price fix in the sense that okay, everyone's gotta have the same rate. Yeah. But I really do believe that we have to set a bare minimum that should be the you know what I mean, that should be respected, which you know, I guess good luck to you. If every company could set a bare minimum, we'd have a lot less problems in the world, right? You'd never all those companies would be thrilled if they could just set a standard minimum that was fair and reasonable. Look at the fire department. They get paid through the government and you never see them bickering, right? That's why people say, oh, you're a first responder, right? No, I'm not. You pay me for a service I do. The police show up. They're getting paid regardless. They're there to help. The fire department, they're there to help. EMS, they're there to help you in that situation. I'm here to help, but you got to pay me for my service when it's all said and done. So there's never going to be that unison unless for some odd reason we get lumped into that and everyone just has like a group plan that they pay into kind of like healthcare. And I don't ever see something like that happen. I think, I think it was Mark Graves of the PTAO said once, um, you know, when you get, when you get, there's an accident on the highway and the only ones that show up that aren't guaranteed to get paid are the tow operators. Right, fire, EMS, police, everyone is guaranteed to get paid. And what do we do? We clean the highway up and then we sit there and hope to God that we actually get paid for the work we did. Yep. Yeah, that is a huge problem. All right, let's get into your bad. My bad. Your bad. Uh-huh. What Driver do you got for fatigue. bad for us this week, Gavin? Driver fatigue. fatigue. So I've worked for a couple different tow companies. The first tow company that I was introduced right. with Sean, our plane guy here. It was played out pretty good. You had a day off through the week. You did your on-call shifts. You had every other weekend off. Every other weekend was like a three-day-long weekend. It was pretty good. And then I moved up to a smaller tow company where I worked every day. You might get every other weekend off if you're able to, but you're still able to come home, which was all right. If it was a slow day, lower call volumes, you're doing okay. You could relax a little bit. But the company I'm with now Sometimes with the guys who are on full time, they do 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. the next day and then do it all over again. And they work 12 out of 14 days. They get two days off every other weekend. That's all fine. But what if 
one guy wants to take a night off. Now you're working three nights in a row and you've got one night to recoup before you go into your weekend. That's a lot of fatigue. <laughs> if those nights are busy, you're not getting much sleep. Like there is no time to recoup or do anything for yourself. Like I would never be able to do this show right now. If I was doing uh, that shift, I was able to work out like a part-time shift, but that's besides the point. Something like that needs to be changed. Like I'm not saying for an hour set that we can drive for, but something across the board where drivers can do 24 hours, but then, then they need like 10 hours off or uh, like a next day off or something like that. We would have to work out the kinks, but something along those lines to where we're still happy and we can still make money because you got to work when the work's there. And I get that. But coming back to your pride, you may say, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. But you can see some of these towers who have been in the industry and they're now 40. Some of them look like they're 70. And that's driver fatigue. That's stress. That's the whole kit and caboodle mixed into that. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but there is already laws that exist within that. And it's called the um, Employment Standards Act. Actually says the number of hours you can work. at. <laughs> Any employer watching this is going to hate this because a lot of them play within a gray area. But it is true. There is the Employment Standards Act. And it tells you how many hours you can work in a uh in a day regardless you know yes there's agreements that we we sign to say that we will work over i'm not sure if they're worth the paper they're written on <laughs> um but no driver fatigue absolutely right i i left the i left the industry for a short time right about a year year and some and when I decided to get back into it, that's the first thing that I took into account. And I worked for a great company. You know the company. I know the company. It's fantastic. I have nothing but great things to say about them. Love them. Miss them dearly. But the one thing I had to take into consideration is why did I leave in the first place? What was it that made me want to leave? And honestly, it was those scenario, those nights that you talked about. The, you know, you know, you're up and ready to go by seven you're you know you're doing calls throughout the day you get a couple hours off at night and then you're up up at seven you're out at nine you're out at 11 you're out at two you're out at four you finally get back into bed at 4 30 and they need you ready to go for 8 a.m again yeah and and we accepted it right i accepted it that is the lifestyle i did eight years of of, of that kind of lifestyle and had no problem with it but at a certain point you know, and I'm not old by any means, you want a little bit more stability. And if we want to attract, you know, people to hang around in the industry and really stop this revolving door that we currently have, you need to take that into account. Yeah. Um, I work for a company now where, you know, we do 14 hours, shut down for 10 or 16 hours and shut down for eight. You know, if the guys want to push a little harder, they can. Your day starts when your day starts and your, your clock starts then kind of like trucking, very similar to the trucking. You can only drive so many hours in a day yep. right now. Our time, they will argue that our time is not like a trucker because it's not monogamous behind the wheel, <laughs> boring driving. Yep. It's actually up and out of the truck and everything like that. But at the same time, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're up at six and you're still running till 4 a.m., you are going to get burnt out. Yep. And when you are driving, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, depending on the class you're in, a 12, 
to, you know, 50,000 pound truck down the road tired, which we've all done once or twice, it gets dangerous. And, and companies, I, I think you're right. Companies really need to find a way to address that. Um, you know, and drivers need to find a way to say no to at times. And I've always, uh, when, when we do say no, someone's got to do it. Right. So now we're mm-hmm. passing the buck on to our coworkers and yeah. that's when we get resentment between the coworkers when that's not mm-hmm. what you want. We need our mm-hmm. brothers to watch our backs, just like I watch my brother's backs. And mm-hmm. if he's upset because I gave him that 3 a.m. tire change mm-hmm. that I was supposed to do, he's going to be upset with me. And I would be upset with him if the roles were reversed. Were reversed. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, there's no perfect solution to it, right? I think it's definitely something that we, uh, as an industry and a whole, kind of need to address. And if you guys have any ideas or on it, by all means. You know, let us hear. Let us know. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this show is to get feedback and ideas and hopefully Mm -hmm. get this the message to someone who can actually change something or an organization that we can all get uh, behind. Uh, I'm not I'm not here for that. I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) You get you know that where that reference is from. Tell me you know where that reference is from. Right over my any sports fan watching, you know it. I'm just here so I don't get banned. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us, which that was already pretty ugly. But, guys, we're going to get into the ugly. Yeah. Uglier than my face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I got a face for radio and a voice for silent film. Something like um, that. All right. The ugly. So, this week in Toronto, I have not read the full article uh, in Ontario, I guess, four tow trucks impounded for racing to scene, to the scene of an accident, I'm going to assume. Uh, all charged with stunt, drivers, stunt driving with the new laws in Ontario. The vehicles are impounded for 14 days. The license is suspended for... 14. 14 days as well on the license? Yep. There was 30 days in license. 14. Uh, regardless, their trucks are gone. Their licensing, their licenses are gone guys why are we still doing this in a world in a world where fucking everybody's got a camera nowadays everybody's got you know you guys are still racing down the highways at least 40 to 50 over if it was on a highway which i believe it was it was at least 50 over it begs the question and this is a question i've had for a long time and this is a hot topic in ontario right now is first avail- available still the way to go? Right? There is a project, uh, what do you call it? A uh, pilot project launching in Ontario to bring exclusive tow zones to sections of the 400 highways around the city of Toronto. And there is massive, you know, pushback from people that would, you know, prefer the first available system. Yeah. They shut down Massive highways. pushbacks. What's that? They've shut down highways in protest. I think they've done that twice or three times now. And I get it. You know, I I like small business. I like entrepreneurs. I like all those things. And I get that that's what a lot of these guys are. And there are, hey guys, you know, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's every type of that in towing. There is the good, there is the bad, and there is the downright ugly. And these ugly tow trucks, (laughs) 
that are getting caught in these kind of situations are killing it for the rest of us. And you wonder why they're trying to implement change. You, you sit there and fight for right, you know, to, to stop this pilot project. And then four of you get impound for racing down the highway way to absolutely just feed them the ammunition they need for this argument guys come on but they'll hit us with oh you guys just drive for roadsides you're not real tow truck drivers but (laughs) to be honest with you we hook more cars in a day than most of you guys will hook wrecks right if we hook 10 cars on a day you might hook one or two cars on the highway in a day you're making probably double the money than we are but we probably have more experience in a short like if we both start towing at the same time we probably have more experience doing what we're doing than mm-hmm. just someone sitting on a highway they might not get something for a week right mm-hmm. not sure that's also comes into training if these people are getting into those jobs they don't have the call volume how are they going to train their new uh employees mm-hmm. how to yeah. hook up a car properly how to tow a car with a flat tire right yeah just i've actually wondered with some of these yeah like you know and, and I, i'm trying to avoid the term best that I can, but these people that only respond to accidents, um, how, what is their training program like for new drivers? I can, I can tell you and a lot of times it's not PPE because I don't think they know what that is. Cause I don't think I've ever seen a single one wearing steel toe boots or in in an unmarked truck shirt. Sometimes they'll throw a vest on. So we'll give them that. Yeah, I've seen the vest. I've seen the vest. The only videos I've seen the vest are normally beating the snot out of each other <laughs> on downtown Toronto street somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. The towing industry has always been a hard group of guys back in the day, like uh, the guy who you were interviewing the last time. Yep. It was a different animal back in the mm-hmm. day, 30, 40 years ago, where it was all mechanics and guys coming back from the war and you had to be tough. But times are changing. And like you said, everyone's got a camera now. So you got to be on your toes and watch what people, what you say around people and what you do around people. Because even if it was taken right out of context, it can blow up online and just completely ruin you or the ruin any hard work, any hard work that the industry is doing to rebuild a good name. Yeah. So that's what grinds my gears. (laughs) What about you, G? Oh, well. Grinding my gears, how about the towing industry ruining relationships? Not even just relationships with uh, loved ones, relationships with friends and activities that you like to do. Kind of doubling back to what I was saying earlier is the time and the fatigue. Back with the first company I worked for, I moved there with the girlfriend at the time and got a place together because I needed to be in that town to be on call. And everything was great. Until I got a bit of fatigue and she would always want to do something. And I would come home and be like, I'm tired. I just want to lay on the couch. I want to just relax. This is the one night off I got. And it eventually driven a nail between us, right? And me not knowing or just getting into this industry at that point, I had no idea what I was looking at. I I didn't know how to deal with driver fatigue. I didn't know how to... It was fun to me. That's all I saw was fun and happy days. Get to crank up the music, tow cars, see the countryside. It was great. But that was looking at all the positives. I didn't see that. Oh, I don't have any hobbies anymore. I don't do this that I used to do. Oh, I don't see my friends anymore. I used to go out and hang out with my friends at least once a week. 
We'd all meet up at Tim Hortons, go for a cruise down the lake, whatever. Enjoy our vehicles because I'm a I'm a truck enthusiast, car enthusiast. That was one of the reasons why I got into this job. And I don't do any of that anymore because work takes up so much time. And it's ruined. Oh, it's pretty much ruined two relationships. But that was also because this last one, I did a couple of wrecks that I just didn't click with in my head and I needed some help walking through it. And the help that I got was, I'll help you look for a new job, <laughs> which I enjoy towing. I'm addicted to it. Why? I don't know. But I, am. <laughs> I think most guys can say that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But just like you, you got out of the industry for a year and a half and you're back in it, right? It's a bit of freedom. It's something new every day. It's that it's an addiction. That's what it is. Oh, absolutely. But you really got to have someone who's willing to stick by you through thick and thin and be able to be in that job with you, get in that truck with you from time to time, go out on those long hauls, keep you awake. And when you come home after having a bad day, be there. Someone to talk to, someone who can understand. You can tell those bad stories to that you don't tell to anyone else just to let it off your chest. But finding that person who's willing to do that is very tough, right? I don't, I don't, t- I don't tell my wife all those stories. <laughs> I don't tell her. Scare the snot out of her half of them. She wouldn't want me back out there. Um, but no, that was my dude, problem. Maybe I told her too much. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But no, it, it's absolutely. There's a guy that wrote an article back when, and I'd have to find it. And it was called the Relationship Killer. Oh, I think I know that guy. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's a little offside sometimes. That guy's a little offside at times, but uh, but no, it, it's true. It it takes a certain someone to to put up with. It's a ter- certain personality to get into the industry, which right away, when it comes to home life, it's a certain type of of, of partner um that we need to be able to deal with that personality that got us into the industry in the first place and then a even more special type of person to deal with all the stuff that comes along with the industry and i was in the same boat uh i lost relationships to towing back when um the uh, the article that i'm referring to was one that once you know i found my wife and you realize that it's like man you you take a toll she you know, we don't even think about the effect that it has on our other house when we're constantly gone like that, never home for dinner, never able to do those kind of things. We don't really think about, you know, the toll it takes on them. We just go, oh, I'm building my future. I'm built, you know, I'm, I'm working for something. You're spinning your tires is what you're doing. <laughs> right. You're spinning your tires. What but kind at of the promotion same... and raise can you get in the towing industry? Well, well, the higher there, percentage? Yeah, there is a ceiling. There is a ceiling. Guys, you know, this job that we sit there and say that, you know, as you talked about in that interview where it's a lot of returning GIs and everything with with not much, you know, that were handy people and, and just needed some good labor work, you know, that they could do. That's what filled most of those jobs. Well, guys, what comes with that isn't necessarily, you know, the, you know, you're not you're not shooting for shooting for the moon. That being said, there is potential in the industry with the way things are going. And if, if you know regulations and, and rates can go the right way you know hopefully we can correct this ship um but no the relationships that it takes on the others man it is not a tough thing um it's not an easy thing i've been through it i feel for you and uh you know i'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that can you know guys and girls that can tell you the same story yeah. the same story what's the solution to it no idea 
no idea. My wife is one in a billion, so good luck to you guys out there because uh, I got the one that'll put up with this nonstop. Um, so if you find one, all the power to you. Yeah. Well, gee, that brings us to the end of this amazing episode. The first episode of the Towing Life I want to say, go out on a limb, I think it's the best so far. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. Good news is we're setting the bar real low. Yeah. Avoid <laughs> disappointment in the future, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and download wherever you may find this. It's the buttons we... down below. That's normally what matters. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, there is no buttons down below, but you have already found us. And I hope you continue to find us over and over again as we continue to bring you great content. This has been the Towing Life Podcast. I am Plain Guy. I'm Tow Man. You guys, see you on the next one.